0: Thanks to Dr. Seuss, you know the story of how the Grinch stole Christmas, but so far as my wife Anita and our kids are concerned, I might as well be the baseball version of the Grinch. Every Christmas they have to agonize over what baseball presents to buy for a die-hard Pittsburgh Pirates fan who's accumulated so many pirate baseball caps, baseball jerseys, and baseball ties from Christmas past that it'd have to outlive the biblical Methuselah who lived 900 years to wear them all. Of course, the way my Pirates are playing these days, I may have to live that long to see them in another World Series. I thought I'd ease the pain of the Peterson Bunch this Christmas by going back to the roots of the Reading Baseball series, which has now stuck around for some 18 years. The initial purpose behind Reading Baseball, before I got carried away with storytelling, was to provide listeners with an occasional review of a baseball book. I thought I'd return to that original mission and this Christmas find a good baseball book that I haven't read. The problem in dropping hints to my family about giving me a baseball book is that I've read so many baseball books, some great and some, sadly, not so great. Two decades ago, after discovering that the modern library didn't include a single baseball book in its list of the 20th century's 100 best fiction and 100 best nonfiction, I put together a lineup of nine baseball books that I thought were worthy of consideration for any list of the 20th century's greatest books. After the Chicago Tribune published the list, I put together another lineup, also published in the Tribune, of the baseball books that I thought were overrated and misleading. My list of great baseball fiction included Bernard Malamud's The Natural and Ring Larner's You Know Me Al. On the non-fiction list were classics like Roger Kahn's The Boys of Summer Elliot Azenoff's Eight Men Out, and Lawrence Ritter's The Glory of Their Times. Among the books that I thought were overrated was Bill James's Historical Baseball Abstract, the book that started the current analytics craze in baseball. When I started to shop around for a current baseball book, one that I hadn't read, the New York Times book review came to the rescue. Rarely does a baseball book appear in its top bestsellers list unless it's about a New York Yankee, But there it was, the baseball 100, by longtime sports writer Joe Posnanski.
1: It is big. It is it is 900 pages, almost 300,000 words. uh, 100 players. I mean, it is you know that's that's what you get when you're when you're trying to to sort of if you can tell the full story of baseball in uh, in one book about the uh, the 100 greatest players.
0: The title suggests that the book identifies and ranks the 100 greatest ballplayers of all time. But it reads more like Posnansky's list of his 100 all-time favorite players, often to the exclusion of some of the greatest players in baseball history, including Pi Traynor, often ranked as the greatest third baseman of the past century. So
1: it was really a mishmash of a lot of different things, but I think it came down to a, a lot of sort of gut feelings, uh, you know, experiences that I've had talking with people.
0: While Posnansky, for the most part, does rank his players in terms of their greatness, He occasionally assigns a player a number appropriate to some aspect of his career. Joe DiMaggio, for example, is number 56 because of his record of hitting in 56 consecutive games. Bob Gibson is number 45 because that was his uniform number. Jackie Robinson is number 42 for the same reason. There is no number 19 because 1919 was the year the Black Sox fixed the World Series. With so many entries, readers can spend an entire off-season reading an essay or two a or day in the Baseball 100 and finish just in time for a new baseball season. And what's perhaps the most fun of all, they can come to their own conclusion about those players on Posnansky's list and those not on his list.
1: My 100 is not gonna be the same as anybody else's and it's not gonna be in the same order as anybody else's, so, uh, so let's have some fun and argue about it.
0: Posnansky, for example, ranks the scandal plague Barry Bonds as his third greatest player of all time behind only Babe Ruth and Willie Mays.
1: There might be a little bit of an asterisk because you could certainly make an argument for him at any number, uh, but I'll tell you what, greatest hitter I ever saw. And obviously, we know about the steroids. We know about him bulking up at the end of his career. Um, But he was a great player throughout his career, did everything. And then at the end, when, you know, as we're watching him break the home run record, he was, you, you couldn't handle him.
0: But there's no room on his list for steroid users Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa or the band Shoeless Joe Jackson. I think the Baseball 100 is a worthy gift for the baseball fan in your life. But the only problem for the Peterson Bunch is that their favorite Grinch couldn't resist buying and reading the Baseball 100. That doesn't leave them completely out in the cold. They can always buy a 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates calendar as a baseball gift for me, assuming that there are 12 Pirates worthy enough to put on a calendar. This is Pete Peterson
1: and his wife Anita wishing you a happy holiday.